was the morning before Christmas, and all through the house, people were listening to scene partners as they loafed on their Christmas Eve abouts. Couch. Couch. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> and that's Chris. And that's Cody. Hey, what is today's episode? It's one of my favorite episodes. One of my favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a mood. I mean, it's it's Christmas week. It's it Christmas is week, so I've had a lot of candy. You you yes, I have. I walked um, into you eating some caramel that you had made. Mm, it's so good. Um, what what is it? What is that? What, what, what what's our topic? I think today is a massive questions Christmas spectacular. A massive questions or a mass of a mass of questions. Oh, how about it's just like Christmas questions spectacular or. Christmas questions with a twist. What's the twist? We we have more of them. Don't have any questions that have anything to do with Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. Hey, um, so I reached out to uh, some of our families. Mm, yeah. Mm. Um, well, I've reached out to one family member, which is my dad, which is possibly the only person that listens. Who knows? That, Could that all be, be lies. a fair assessment. Could all be lies. I'm still I'm not convinced by seeing the subscriber followers or whatever. I just I still think they're all my dad. I mean, Lexi doesn't listen. Mm -mm. Uh, so it's it's definitely all Rodney. <laughs> um, so reached out to some people to have them do some questions. But I think you came up with yours. I have a few. Mm hmm. Um, and I will throw out the Christmas themed ones. Oh, you um, have. OK, well, so we'll have one sided Christmas theme. I will have none of mine. I mean, I guess they could be have, some of mine might be Christmas themed. I, I'll 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 try. I'll try to make them Christmas. Well, this the, I'm going to ask you the first one because mm. I feel like it's relevant and we'll kind of get this thing started. If you will. Six. What was mm. what was your worst Christmas present you've ever received? <laughs> How cruel can you be? Let's hope whoever gave him this is listening. <laughs> um, oh man, that's so on the spot. I um, you know, I used to really be sad about all of the flashlights that I would get from my grandmother. Mm -hmm. But as I've gotten older, they're the best presents i've ever received yes. so i can't really say like maybe ill-timed with my age <laughs> yes but as time has gone by i will say qvc great flashlights just you, the weirdest ones yeah, you've ever you seen come to appreciate i having... come to appreciate this so i feel like i can't see that say that but um and then i can't oh this is just but see, the that's, worst all, that's also like the context of you know your grandmother gave you the flashlight so you do kind of cherish them mm -hmm. that is true um uh, this is hard. No one's given you something that you're like, this is what I always well, never yes, knew I needed. Yes, of course. But <laughs> I like am terrified now that they're going to listen to this and be like, never again. Like Liam Neeson me or something. It's true. Um, I know who you are. I will find you. Uh, I see the first one that pops into my head was something that was given to me. Tried was a, an attempted present last year. And so that I feel like I can't talk about because it's a little too fresh. Too fresh. And they'll remember. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, just, you know, my name is spelled with a K. 
So throughout my life, just the sheer amount of things that I've been given because we're in the South that have been monogrammed that are for someone that's not with my spelling of my name. Um, when you get when you so get those are that. always kind of like a, mm, I'm going to I'm going to smile and act like nothing is wrong. Do you ask, oh, who's this for? No. Yeah, probably when I was younger. <laughs> but now that I've gotten older, that just like opens up a whole can of worms yeah. of, that, of small talk that I don't want to do. Like, oh, no, it's really OK. No, I'm going to buy you another. No, you're not going to buy me. No, just take it back. Here's the receipt. I don't want to how much it was. It's fine. I'll still use it. No, no, no. It's fine. I don't. I don't want to do that for thirty minutes. <laughs> so I just, I just nod my head and be like, "Oh, thank you." So there are a lot of people in my life. I think that have gotten me something. So for everyone, Cody with a C. give Cody monogrammed items. Just everything with a C. With a C. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how we'll know. And that's C W A L K E R. <laughs> <laughs> The sea is silent. So, uh, do you do you have an answer for that question? I'm just gonna throw it back on you. Uh, yes, and it's it's a little non-conventional. Someone had once, you know, I don't like sweets. Yeah, and someone had given me this homemade fudge, and they had talked about how good it was because they made it, and they're the best. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and so "Oh, then thanks." You have to eat it. And I was planning on, you know, not eating it, and they were like, "Well, go ahead and try some." Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna save this for later and I want you to know, not a fudge person, (laughs) not a fudge person. (laughs) I, um, any, any kind of, I'm, I'm good with, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, Mm. I'll just, I'll take it from you. If anybody gives you that, just send it to our house. I'm good with all of that stuff. Um, okay. So I have, I have some questions that are not from me, but, and I'm going to try to make sure I'm speaking into the mic and not looking away constantly. Okay. Um, so we'll see what I can do. All right. Uh, so let's say it's like you're texting and driving right question. Now. <laughs> I feel like it. If anyone could see the first question that I have is from Jamie Lucas. Okay. Who you might know as a former, uh, co-star. Yep. On the stage. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been in such shows with you as Godspell and Annie. Even though you weren't technically in uh, Annie, well, actually, you kind of were technically in Annie. Yeah, it was a featured role. A a featured role slash musician who didn't know they were going to be a featured role. (laughs) (laughs) So true musician, but you were in my show, so I'm going to throw you in everywhere. Um, Her question to you, and this is such a Jamie thing to ask. She says, "Okay, what does Chris like to eat?" Or drink while he is in the shower. And if he doesn't have a preference, he needs to try mango. So what I'm hearing here (laughs) is that, one, now we all know that Jamie likes to eat mangoes in the shower. (laughs) It's like, what in the world? like, you just gave everyone that personal information, Jamie. I hope that's not like a secret security question for her. Like what? What do you like to eat in the shower? It's like Mangos. the three questions that you ask to find if a person is compatible with you, right? Sort of thing. So, I feel like I already know the answer to this question in the extreme. But is there something that you like to eat or drink in the shower? And so, is it a mango? <laughs> you know, or should I've done it like the kids? And why is it mango? No, no. Um, you know, I have OCD. Mm-hmm. It's very bad. Yes. You watch me wash There's, my hands for 15 places, minutes. There are places for everything. Yes. And 
food would be a hundred percent a no go. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I I am. Um, I cannot say that I have ever eaten in the shower. Now, on a hot summer day, I've just finished mowing the grass, or you know, working outside or whatever. Yeah. And I come in, and I'm taking like a cold shower. It's shower beer time. It's a shower beer. That's shower beer time. Yes. Yeah. I I totally agree with you on that. That to me seems totally normal. Yes. A glass of wine in the shower? Not okay. No. That's not okay. I feel like there are some lines that are crossed. I but feel like if like you were going to eat something in yeah. the shower, like a fruit would probably be okay. No. But. <laughs> no. Well, I don't want to make Jamie feel so alienated. I. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Jamie. I don't think that. You're I don't the only think one out there on eating team. mangoes. For the shower beer, though, do you do a good beer or a utility beer? Um. Hmm. And can you define utility beer for the for the audience? Utility beer would be like a Michelob or a Yingling Light or something like that. Something you can drink and still do things. Yes. Yes. Uh, depends on what I have left to do that day, typically. Like if I'm having to go somewhere else, then probably just a utility beer. But mm-hmm. for the most part, um, I'm breaking out the go for it. cane break. Especially or after you, like that. you know, like mowing the grass in Louisiana. That's intense. Yeah. All right. That's what Jamie had for you. So your turn. Oh, unless you want me to just to keep going. Well, I've got you, you have the mystery questions, questions and I have these questions that I've looked at and thought of. So I would like to hear your mystery questions. Oh, OK. All right. So whoa, whoa, um, what's yours? Did you? Oh, did do, I do, you do I have in the one? shower? Yeah, you got I have. Well, I, I, I did say me, I don't think that I've ever eaten anything. I can't I can't remember a time. I mean, I, there might have been a sad. But, oh, Christmas themed. Have you ever been so alone <laughs> and sad at Christmas that you. <laughs> I don't know why. In my mind, if you're eating in the shower, you're crying. <laughs> you're just like crying and Sorry, eating. Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like devouring like ice cream or. I, I'm so sad, but I'm eating this mango because maybe it would cheer it's me up. because I'm also thinking about Christmas. So it's like if you're eating in the shower at Christmas, something terrible has happened. But like, because it would have to. What are you, are you eating? Like the nasty carrot cake or something in the in the shower at Christmas? Oh, I love carrot cake. No one loves carrot cake. Stop you it. You just heard me, and I love it. And you can back off, because carrot cake is an amazing invention, and I love it. No. I love it. <laughs> 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 this is going really well. Um, so I have uh, uh, Robbie Bush. Okay. Who you also may know as uh, a co-star. Mm-hmm. And, um, a friend friend jamie's also uh, a friend yes of course these are all friends uh and uh crazy cajun yep i guess we could say that um he has asked multiple questions i feel like the first one you'll probably like if you were a fart would you rather be loud and proud or silent and deadly Mm, silent and deadly (sighs) of course i feel like i could have answered this for you i should have answered it first somehow without you hearing you would be loud and proud though he also would like to know if you have any si- uh, hidden secret talents. Hidden secret Yeah. Are talents. you hiding them somewhere? Where are they, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I love that I just have like a closet full of talents that no one knows of. Why has it got to be in the closet? I would think that it would be like in the woods buried in a chest. A treasure trove. What is up? Like, why, why, would, why would I be the guy that would take the time to be like, I want to do extra work to hide these things? Well, no, I mean, like, somebody else did it for you. I think we call that I'm trauma. Not, I'm not made. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any trauma talents? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
No, I mean, none that I mean, there are things that I can do, I guess, like I can instead of, you know how you do like the clicky, like the. Uh huh. I can do it without hitting the top. I can do. What? Just the back of your t- tongue? Yeah, it's just slapping your tongue to the bottom of your mouth. What in the world did I just see <laughs> with my eyes? No That's- one else could see this. <laughs> Robbie's other question is, would you rather travel back in time or onward into the future? That's hard to say. Um, what, what, hold on. What are your hidden talents? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get you to answer some of these as well. Oh, uh, a hidden talent for me. Um, yeah, I am, um, very nice. I'm very (laughs) nice, but I keep it a secret. I love that that's a hidden talent. Like, no, I spent my whole life being a jerk, putting on the persona of a jerk. Yeah, but secretly nice. But, you know, I slip $10 into people's pockets when they're not looking. I have never done that, but I did give $10 (laughs) to my boss's gift card fund. Okay. Here's the thing. (laughs) I will talk about that, though. I'm happy to do it. Happy to do it. Yeah. When somebody comes around with a piece of paper and they're saying, hey, do you want to give some money to, you know, like for a present for our boss? And they've gone to every employee, you Mm -hmm. know, and they come to you and like you see everybody's name down. Like, how do you say no? You're like, no, actually, I'm a teacher. I don't make a whole lot of money. I don't. They, they they make way more money than me. Well, that's that's you you brought up the actual point that I was going to make. It's like, why are we giving money to the guy who makes more than us? Right. That's kind of where immediately I thought. I mean, I'm happy to do it, and I yeah want to give because them a you present. like your boss, and right? Things like that. But I just it is that did occur to me. I was like, I feel like maybe you should go to you because. Just pull up the salaries, yeah, and then start at the top. But your feelings would be hurt if they went to everyone else and not you. Not at all, because what I would think was I'm the one receiving this gift, and then you didn't. They gave it to Bill. <laughs> I'd just be like, one day it's gonna, it's gonna come. But uh, yeah, anyway, I was like, how do I say no? You're yes. telling me that wouldn't incite any insecurities in you at all. <laughs> No, it would not. I'd be like, <laughs> dodge that bullet. They never know where I am. And there's the secret <laughs> talent of being nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the secret talent of being nice. Being nice, but secretly being not happy about it. Okay. That's the secret talent. Now back to your first, your your third question there. I think onward. Oh. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I I would love to see like really far into the future if we still exist. But I feel like there are things that I would really know, want to know about the past for me. Yeah. But I, you know. Even though we know about the past. No, we don't. I think a lot of the past is called revisionist history. Well, yeah, it's written by the people <laughs> who win or whatever. But yeah. And I, I think that. Um, I immediately go to like, I want to go to the Elizabethan times and just oh, see. Oh, yeah, you definitely. Just be like, definitely I want to know what it looks like. Plague times. Yeah, yeah I, I just. Good. I love I just, air conditioning. Well, no, me too. I just, I'm not going <laughs> to go there and stay forever. I just want to go there and be like, what's going on? Yeah. Like immediately no one's an alcoholic. What? Yeah. They oh. didn't have that. Oh, back. they didn't have that disease then. Okay. Right. Yeah. They just didn't okay, call yeah, it yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, they just gotcha. all were. Yeah. So I feel like he could be pretty ridiculous. 
and no one would ever like they'd just be like, well, but no one brushed their teeth. Yeah, and that is something I do think about. I'm like, how do they get on? That? Mm. I mean, they did I might brush be their teeth. Checked on that, but they no did one brush had, their like, teeth, Colgate. but it wasn't. Yeah, they didn't. They brushed no their teeth. Fluoride. But it, it was more or less like I'm going to take this. This like, I think it was like a small stick or something. They just like mm-hmm. pushed the stuff off their teeth, but they also didn't have the stuff that we have. And how often were they doing it? Like, you know, I go to the dentist all the time. Well, not all the time. You I, definitely I, would not have wanted to go to the dentist then. Yeah, and they're and they're like, um, you know, you're you're not flossing enough. And it's like, well, I also don't poke my gums with a metal tool either. So yeah. thanks, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's say I go back into the past, but I bring my own hygiene. Okay. Yeah, I'll just be. Do the, you are you? But then, are you the reason that they have hygiene after that? If then they get hygiene, do I then doom the world? No, no. You you are the reason that you decided to change. See, time. But I. But is what all looping. changes because of that? You. It's called the causality loop. Right. You then I create it. a completely new timeline. No, it's not like Avengers Endgame. You are the reason that that is created. So if I die, does it always happen? Well, yes. Interesting. Uh, I went on a three-hour tangent with this with someone before. I can't do it again. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yes, you bring your own hygiene. So if you brought all of your stuff with you, right? I just kept it a secret, like your talents. Okay. <laughs> but Elizabethan, that's where you... <laughs> I'm trying to keep this going. Anyway, I just want to see what it looked like. That's all I want to say. I just want to like actually see like what in the world. You know what's weird is that I immediately think like it must have really stunk everywhere. Oh yeah, and just people were used to it and they didn't think about it. But like, surely there had to be some places that didn't smell bad. Okay, you know you say that, but it, it, the thought occurred to me as I was swinging through uh, New York as Miles Morales in the new Spider-Man on PS5. Oh, like, do they do they also have just the smell of urine that gets pushed out of the controller yeah, you know, every the, once uh, in a while? Yeah, the PS5 is really 4D. Yeah, so they, <laughs> you just be going and like, whoa, what was that blast of hard, hot air coming from that building over there? It immediately smells like pee. But it was, it was interesting to me that... You'd be swinging through, like, there's some older-looking buildings, like the old church down in, like, the Hell's Kitchen area there. And I thought, why would they never tear this down or start over or build something else? And, like, how old is that building in comparison to the other buildings? And how cool it must have been to be in New York, and then you see the first sky rise go up, and you're like, no. No, 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 I don't like this. I don't like this at all. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, the entire island is covered with mm-hmm. you know skyscrapers yeah it must like you see these pictures of two of what it looked like whenever they built that stuff it just must be wild it just i would love to i know that it's it's all like weird i guess of me but i would just love to go to be able to go to the past so that i could go and experience all the different phases of of theater that's really what i immediately think yeah. but that's because that's what i love but just how, like how cool it would be to see the first hamlet <gasps> Oh my gosh, we have not talked about this, uh, like you and I personally. Um, I was listening to this other podcast, and it was, uh, these guys were talking about the show that they went to see, speaking of the future of theater, right, and I want to go to the future, Mm -hmm. Um, they went to see this show in uh, LA called Cages, but there were only two actual physical actors on the stage, and they used scrim uh, to, to like, illuminate and kind of, like, uh... 
what do they do when they do those shows where the people that are dead, they uh, holograms. Yeah. They used holograms to project all of the other people onto the stage. On the scrim. Yeah. And they they talked about how incredibly moving this was. Um, there were only two real people on stage, mm-hmm. but you treated every other entity with the same importance. Yeah, it was almost as if they were a major I mean they were these major roles but they were like also on the stage at the same time. And I thought when listening to them talk about the show Cages, I thought what if that is the future of theater? Well, I mean that was kind of like I if COVID when never I was went in away. School like the hologram thing started or like came around whenever they did Ghost the musical, they were like really putting it. It was like I I don't know if that was the first hologram on Broadway. Someone will tell me now that I've said this out loud, but I do remember that was the first time that I guess it was good enough that people were like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, I know that they had done it with like Tupac. They had done the hologram. Yeah. yeah, I think Michael Jackson too and something else, but it hadn't gone to the stage yet in my knowledge. And I just remember everyone in like the chair of our theater program freaking out about it and being like, that's the death of of the actor right there because they're just going to pull like famous actors who die and put them in whatever they want. True. And I mean, they, the, the, I don't think the technology is there to do it in movies per se, but they still have to. Re- no, I'm like, talking about like for theaters. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like in theater, they still have to actually record yeah. the person doing it. Right. I mean, like they, they, it was still an actress that played this prominent role in the show mm-hmm. just with no one there. And I just am so curious about how that chemistry works. I feel like it would be the equivalent of acting with a green screen, probably. You yeah. Know? And I, there, uh, I guess just as the actor, you just have to truly believe that it's real, and put yourself in that moment to, in order to get some sort of honest reaction. But I don't, I don't think that you would ever really be surprised. Yeah. Because it's got to be a canned performance in a way. Yeah, that's true. Like you you know what's going to happen because it's built in, unless they have someone on the other side of it voicing it or something that's able to have some freedom, but I can't imagine there's any freedom in it. No. I mean, so I guess there's, there's it kind of in my mind would get rid of some of the surprise factor. Yeah. Unless, you know, worst case scenario, the hologram doesn't work and you're just like, Oh yeah, that'd be bad. Well, I think in this particular, sorry, everybody, the Wi-Fi is rebooting. Uh, We're going to (laughs) come back in five minutes. Uh, Oh yeah. That'd be awful. You'd have to have like backups to your backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would make me incredibly nervous to be that person. But th- I mean, that is really cool. Yeah. It, it, but you, you, it's kind of one of those things too. you know, when you make a movie or like we talked about, you know, last week with the video game stuff, like you, you're not there to receive the end product. Like you, you don't get mm-hmm. any of that until like way later. It's like payoff right. down the line. And, and then someone that goes to see like this show or whatever they they come up to you later and like oh my gosh your performance in this yeah, show it's that instant gratification you're like what show oh my gosh that's that's out now yeah. sort of deal so that makes sense i mean but it would just be so cool to see where it's going to go and yeah. be able to see where it has been like to be able to go and see vaudeville oh my god that would be okay yeah that <laughs> so awesome yeah even though like hygiene was still a problem <laughs> it would be interesting to see sort of the live performances also, like, of like if Laurel I and Hardy for any of it if I would get it. What if they were like, yeah, that, that's like really 
real. We don't like that. <laughs> or or it would we just like be like, that is, uh, you should really look into something else. <laughs> Have you ever thought about maybe just creating a podcast? There's this <laughs> other guy, Robert Redford, who's better at what you're doing than you. Mm-hmm. He's not born yet, quite, quite yet. Maybe not. I don't know how old Robert, Robert Redford, Redford is. I mean, maybe. he's Surely he was not old enough to ever be in vaudeville. Look at, I, he's lived forever. There's <laughs> a lot of cracks on that face. That's, Yeah. Yeah, a lot of vaudeville. Anyway, cracks. what's Let's next? see. Uh, well, Robbie sent a bunch of questions, actually, but I think it was because he and uh, and Caitlin were both probably spitballing these. Okay. Um, he said, uh, who do you think would be the best actor to play you in the story of your life? I'm not sure. I think I might have asked you this question before, but it might just have been an us conversation, so we can just go on ahead and answer it anyway. What? Okay, what's yours first for you? Who would I want? Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I want? Daniel Day-Lewis. Who do I think it's going to be? John C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would be so happy. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> yeah. I would be so happy if John C. Riley played me in the movie. He is a very oh, great my goodness. dramatic actor, He's by insane. The way. He's good. He's really, honestly, is good at everything. Yeah. He's good at everything. He can do like stupid Will Ferrell comedy. He can sing. He can yeah. dance. Yeah. He, he can, can ugh, do yeah. dramatic work. I mean, just hats off to him. I don't like, I feel like I tried to watch this one indie movie of his. And I didn't quite make it through. Um, he does like to do some pretty strange stuff. Well, it's one of those, I, I'm going to do one for me. And yeah. then I'm going to do one that's, you know, going to make me money. Yeah. One that interests me. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel like you have to think, Is it? does it have to be somebody who looks like you? No. Look at how many of these actors play people that don't look anything like them. So Tom no. Hanks is still on the list because... Now, I know you has said my kindness life is your any important talent. My and life hasn't served enough importance to merit a Tom Hanks performance. Is that what you're yet. about to say? Like when you land a plane in, you know, <laughs> the Brooklyn Canal, maybe. <laughs> when you start wearing more cardigans. I do love a cardigan. <laughs> yeah. I never watched that the last Tom Hanks. I know you told me about it. And I've wanted to watch Greyhound, the neighbor thing. The neighbor thing. Won't you be my neighbor? Whatever it is. No, Good I did neighbor. not. I did not. I did not say to watch that. No, I know. I, I'm saying that you talked to me about watching it. Yeah. I wanted to watch it. Mm. I still kind of do. Mm, he's not in the movie hardly. Yeah, it's all about the reporter. Yeah, right? it's about the reporter that wrote the Time Magazine piece on him. And while, well, I will say the documentary is fantastic. The documentary is. I, I mean, don't think I would ever want to be Mr. Rogers' children. No, 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 no. You could see, you could see there was a lot of hurt I mean, and disdain. While there. I was sitting at the table, if my dad started talking to me, the voices of the puppets that he uses on, on, yep, that would bother me. Yeah. Well, you can also, you can also kind of see, um, in his kids when they're talking about him, they don't have the same reverence like his wife and other people like you and I do. Well, you have to think when somebody. I mean, he gave himself over so much to this ideal yeah that you got to get a little lost in it i mean he oh, yeah. did so many amazing things but you just have to think something has to fall behind like you you have to fail somewhere yeah i mean there's just no way that there's that much of you to give well you know that uh, that broad approach to all of the american children versus mm. 
a more intimate approach, yeah, <laughs> is it is probably a hard balance to mm-hmm. to to find there. I don't know. I think I'd be happy with John C. Riley. I'm happy with it. that answer. I could see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a while, uh, people used to say I looked like Bill Murray, and that was probably the worst compliment. I was like, you, you realize it's like, like not the most attractive man in the Who world. Who cares? And they'd be that like, that dude's hilarious. Yes, but you see, they didn't say I was funny like Bill Murray. <laughs> they said I looked like Bill Murray. These are very different things. Very different. You look like you're reliving the same day over and, and over. <laughs> you just kind of look tired. You you need to wear something that's not flannel. You just really <laughs> you just go for the whole pot of coffee to drink, don't yeah. you? you? Just you don't even bother with the mug. Um, on vacation from my problems. <laughs> I did. Lexi watched uh, What About Bob the other day, which is one of my like all time favorites. I don't know. If, have you seen What About Bob? Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. Um, okay, who's yours? Hmm. You did that thing where you threw it back at me and then I got... I did. See, ideally, I would, you know, like someone to the effect of, say, a Jake Gyllenhaal or a, or a Chris Evans. Just like someone gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, like, I like that you went there and I went John C. Riley and Bill But <laughs> realistically, it's probably going to be Daniel Tosh. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Someone... Except he's going to be on his knees. Because... I am not that short. <laughs> the daggers that just shot out of your eyes. He's huge. Isn't he like super, super tall? He's like six foot. He's not oh, I thought that he crazy. Was, I thought he was like six, six or something. I don't know. What? No, he, he'd be in the NBA. Mm. Um, I, who knows? No, it's not going to be Daniel Tosh. Who I'm amazed be? that you didn't say Dak Shepard. Oh, yeah, he'd be really good. But I think he's, I think he's making a lot of money on that podcast thing now. I think he's giving up on the whole acting thing. No, he's gonna still do it. Or maybe I would gender bend it and let Kristen Bell play me. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, what's your next project? I'm playing these two guys me and john c riley we're doing this movie together <laughs> no she's playing both roles i'm playing these two guys in a podcast it's really weird it's trippy that sounds like that really bad eddie Murphy literally movie. nothing interesting happens but i'm <laughs> i'm playing both of them so i've got like double the work it's gonna be crazy um oh who is it that I, I immediately thought of that actor from um but he he died it's the guy from star trek and uh Oh, Anton. Other, yeah. Uh, yeah. He would Elgin. be a good one for you. Oh, he would be great. He would have been a good one for you. He's and that so and good. Him, Eddie Redmayne, just might as well. And um, yeah, I know your face you're giving me. I like him. I don't care about all you people. I think he's nice. Um, Tom Holland and what's his face from Call Me By Your Name. Those are your people, I feel like. Timothy Chalamet? Yes. I, I would yes. I would just I would put you like those are <laughs> if you were going to be being called. That's what I was thinking. Like if Chris is going to get called in for a movie, who's he going to get called in with? Like who are the other people that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, these people, these people. You know who people. I could see, though? The uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg. Fez. No. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. You as Mark Wahlberg? No, no, you, you, you. Me? Yes. Have you ever seen The Lovely Bones where no. he played the dad? Mm-mm. Oh, OK, well. I could see that. So I am the dad version of Mark Wahlberg. Absolutely. 
I'll take it. I'll take it. We probably talked about this for far too long yeah, at this point. So I, I who knows like, how much of this is going to get cut? Yeah, well, <laughs> you do, actually. You're the one who does it. Uh, anyway, what's the next question? It's still a Robbie question. Where mm. this, is, this is, our, I believe, our last, our, our final Robbie question. Okay. <laughs> if you could make a new holiday, what would it be, and how would you celebrate? Which, I really like this question. I think it's pretty brilliant. Okay. So you could make a brand new holiday... What is it? How do we celebrate? <clears throat> okay. Like yeah. like Seinfeld's Festimus. Okay. Festivus. Festivus. Yeah. I Festivus was for of, the rest of us. Yeah, I was thinking of Revolution's beer Festimus and it was Um Serenity Now. Uh <laughs> that's what you're calling it? <laughs> no, no, no. That's what they do, Serenity Now. Oh for yeah. that episode. Um truthfully, I don't have a joke answer because I have a genuine real life answer for this. And it would be that we would have election day be a nationally recognized holiday because I do genuinely feel and believe like, you know, we're having this thing on a Tuesday, which back in the day made a lot of sense uh, Mm -hmm. logistically, you know, why you would have it on a Tuesday. But nowadays many people are busy and we're working. And I think if we gave one day out of the year where we have, you know, the, this is election Tuesday, Kind of like I mean, it really doesn't make any yes. sense why we would be doing anything differently, to be honest. I mean, I think that's a brilliant answer. And everybody has that day off to go to the poll. Like, it, it is specifically, you are off for the polls. Yeah. You go there that day. And it, well, I especially just, when you look at some of these places where people are waiting in line for 12 hours. Yes. You know, I mean, it's like, that's a lot. It's a lot to ask and, unless we, you know, eventually figure out a, a better system. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, I can't believe with this last one that it wasn't a stay at home. We're hosting basically American president <laughs> and we're going to let you text it in. Yeah. <laughs> and like you get a recognized government phone that's sent to you. <laughs> yeah. And your acts, the way you get into it is your social security number. And that's the only way I don't how how did they not? I'm just thinking of this off the top of my head. How do they not come up with this? And I look at other countries that implement this already, like Australia and yeah. and um, it helps so European much with voter countries. turnout. Exactly, and it stops a lot of the uh, voter suppression. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You have to look at it, and that no matter on what side, given the election, there's going to be a party that doesn't necessarily want certain people to turn out to vote yes. because it's not in their favor. That's just the nature of the business, in a sense. So, and whenever you look at it that way. So I feel like that it's I, I, I think it's going to be a while before mm-hmm. we get there. But I think it needs to be. I mean, you know, we celebrate Thanksgiving. No one else in the world celebrates Thanksgiving. Right. Right. So as Americans, what's one more day? Right. Of paid vacation. Well, and it's one day every four years for the presidential election. You know, well, you have like local and state elections and things like that. And mm-hmm. maybe those could stay the same. But I think for a, a national election like presidential and things like right. that absolutely needs to be a nationally recognized holiday. I think that's... That's just my honest answer. So how do we celebrate? Well, we celebrate by one, going to the polls, and then two, drinking. (laughs) I I was wondering. I was like, so at the poll, there's a pop-up bar. It could almost be... Yeah. It's kind of like when you give blood, they give you like a cookie or something at the end. Yeah, maybe that's the You finish and you get like a little bottle of liquor. You're like, instead of, you know, vote for your future, it'd be like, vote for... 
won a coupon for a free drink <laughs> or a free dessert at our yes. pop-up bar. And then because, you know, you have to be 21 in our country, maybe that's the one day a year we give leniency. So then we just have so many 18-year-olds at the polls. But we take their keys at the <laughs> polls. This seems a little dicey. This it's immediately called a got po- dicey. No, can't call it that. It's, it's getting dicey. It's getting dicey. Anyway, moving on. What would be your nationally recognized holiday? My nationally recognized holiday. Um, seems like it would be very easy to be like, Cody Day. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody puts on a flannel shirt and leaves everyone else alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's so um, nice, though. And he's so green. When he's, no one else is around. I don't know. I think I'd probably do something like some kind of... Arts Appreciation Day. You can't even say it without making noises. Because it just feels lame. I would make the Tonys a national holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. That's what I would do. Is like Everybody gets off the day of the Tonys. It's going to be great. That way everybody can have time to research their stuff. I don't know. I don't know if I have a real answer to that. It's not something I ever really thought of. I... I guess, um, yeah, yeah, some kind of like theater day, basically, where like everybody gets the day off except for artists. <laughs> what if? So we'll make it on like a, um, we'll make it on like a matinee day where yeah. it's normally kind of lame, and we'll say like you know, everybody gets to go and and see a show. What if? What if for theater day a show or something? And yeah, if for theater day. You know how like the Academy Awards, like those people that are on like the actual voting Academy or whatever, they get screeners. Yeah, you could have screeners. What if what if you had like a a, a three show thing like on PBS or on a stream yeah, like kind of like they do with the Macy's Day Parade. Yes, but in, it's kind of like what Tina Fey just did with the the actors on Broadway, right? Yes, now. But yes, they yes. Televise it. That would be awesome. Or there's like some kind of televised thing. And maybe after each show, the director or or some of the actors or whatever could have like a little. So instead of like a cake or a meal to celebrate that, it would be like a martini bar because Mm. that seems very theatrical to me. Yeah. Like martinis and champagne is how you celebrate this day. Um, Except I don't really want a martini. So I'll um, I'll break with tradition and I'll just have some bourbon. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I created this. You you have total control over the holiday. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it just seems, you know, like what you have to do. Oh, it makes the most sense. What's the next question? Um, Okay, my father would like to know what (laughs) he said. I'll just read you exactly what he said. Oh, no. I don't know. How about something to do with dialects? (laughs) (laughs) I said, like what? Like, what's your favorite dialect and why? And he said, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you got a favorite dialect, Chris? Um. I'm not like great at them, truthfully. But if I had to pick one, that's what a if lo- there was one that you could be good at? Which which one would you choose? Australian, you- really? A hundred percent. If I could pull off the Australian accent and not somehow dip into like Cockney, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think I would just go French because I can't do a French dialect to save my life. <laughs> and you, I'm, you say that because your your wife's family makes fun of you for trying to say anything in no, French. Because I listen to them and I just tried 
at all to make those vowel sound, sounds, and it never, ever happens. Never happens for me. <laughs> I've heard you try French on here. Never. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm definitely Joey. La boo boo. <laughs> um, okay. So here, here's a here's a real question. This is from uh, our friend Grayson. Okay. And Grayson asked first off an award winning actress, by the way. Yeah. Um, if we have asked you uh, or talked about on the podcast about if you've ever been in a showmance and why was it involving mangoes is well, what it's no, weird. No, weird that it says is that. not included it's in there. Very strange. <laughs> very strange moment. A showmance. I assume you mean like when you're dating Yeah, you're someone. in a show and then you like develop a relationship because of the show and then the show ends and most of the time so does the relationship. Um, Which is every single relationship I ever had before. Okay, I was going to say like, <laughs> let me let me go ahead and hear yours first. No, I mean, that's just all of mine. I oh, just okay. like that. That encompasses everything. Every relationship I've ever had before Lexi was a showmance, essentially, except for, you know, rage. Right. Yeah. And that Surprising wasn't a relationship. You didn't learn your lesson. Felt like uh, <laughs> Rach was one date that felt like I had to. I was basically going through a divorce. That Even I, like was I was tired at the end of that story. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being there. <laughs> um, there was only one occasion, Ooh. and uh, that is. Are this, you terrified to talk about this? No, 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 no. I'll tell you the story. We were in. I was in the show Titanic, and I played sort of the Jack role. The show, the musical. musical. Okay, mu- musical. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. I played kind of the Jack role in that. Um, Speaking of dialects, we were Irish. I was hoping that you were going to say, I was the iceberg and she was the ship. (laughs) (laughs) You're not wrong, except I was the ship and she was the iceberg. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's how I should have said it. Because that is the relationship that uh, really... Because you went full speed ahead and then she sunk your battleship. Uh, Absolutely. Okay, there you go. Because that's the one that led to me becoming the person that I am today. (laughs) (laughs) I had a feeling that I was going to ask you this question and it was going to not be a happy answer. Yeah, I didn't want (laughs) to. I don't don't want to bring it down because we're like having these happy Christmas vibes. But no, that was the that was the relationship. Oh, man. And I had actively pursued it because, you know. You're in you're in this show, you're having fun, whatever, and then you know, dated this person I for a if year. It's and just because of the convenience factor or just that you're already emotionally available because you're having to go through this experience with other people and so you're immediately put into a situation where it's like a war in a sense. We're like, Hey, here, you're in this scenario. Um, you're nervous, so are they. Things aren't going right. They are experiencing the same thing. You immediately have something in common. So yeah. you have something to talk about. It just makes it all easy. And and it doesn't And you have no time to go anywhere else to meet other people yes. because you're always at the theater. And you're both young and you're both single and and even though you yourself see a thousand red flags, you're like, eh. Eh. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But it led to me it for really personal growth. And probably I, doesn't matter when you're twenty. But no, no, it really doesn't. But but becoming the person I am today and having that lead me here to be able to do a podcast with you, mm. I think was worth it. Yeah. Oh, man. That was so sweet. You're welcome. I don't know again. if any of my showmances led me to this moment, if I'm honest. <laughs> 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 if anything, they tried to keep me from it. So that's there you go. How dare Grayson ask that question? <laughs> Well, she also followed it up with some really good questions. No, there were no mangoes involved ever in that yeah, relationship. Yeah, that, that makes sense. 
Um, so she also wants to know if you were designing a play, what would be the thematic elements that you would want to explore? Also, as a part B to the question, who would be on your dream team, your creative team to oh. accomplish your, your goal? And we did kind of talk about that. You do want to explore like Jekyll and Hyde. We had talked about that in the so, last little bit. I do. I do. So in my mind, I have a bunch of things and ideas that are always bouncing around, but I do have this idea for one show and the theme that I would love to explore is moving on. Mm. How do you move on after something this that like a like a thing happens, all right? And like how how do you how do you fight brokenness and become whole again? And that's kind of like the whole idea and the theme that I would love yeah. to explore because I love in TV shows. Okay, one of the things I really hate in like TV shows is when they'll kill a character and then they'll bring him back. You're right. Because it's not cool. You you have all the other characters go through this growth period. You bring them back, and it immediately undoes all of that growth. Yeah, it's like, why do we just do all of that? Yes, and it's and it's. I think it's why I love the movie Up so much is mm -hmm. because, you know, Carl has to learn how to live and learn that there is adventure without Ellie. Right. And I I love that idea that after loss, or or any kind of like thing that happens in your life, it's not the end. Mm -hmm. Like there is still life to be had after that. And that is kind of the thing that I've been bouncing around in my head for like a few years that I've never like sat down and really tried to like hash out. So what show would help you accomplish that? I wonder. Mm. Off the top I immediately of my... thought about the play shadow box is what mm. I immediately thought Ooh, about, which is yeah. about, you know, you know, death and all of that. Yeah. Um, well, what do you, what do you got? Well, I know it's kind of maybe not in this. What Shadowbox is actually a much better <laughs> answer. Um, but I was thinking of like in Flowers for Algernon. You oh know, yeah, you have this thing and you want to hold on tightly to it, and then you lose it, and then you lose it. I mean, in in reality, like any show, any yeah. show that you pick is going to work because I feel like moving on or being able to let something go in order to have some sort of growth. Yeah, is a thematic element in a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, Pretty much anyone that I can think of right off the top of my head, uh, because that's what we want to see. I feel like that's a really hard thing to move on. Mm -hmm. The one and only play that I ever wrote in the sadness of my soul <laughs> was all about that. But my thing was about what do you do with the emotional things that are left behind? Mm. Ooh. And that is something that I... I still don't really know. I think I got better about it, which was you just uh, throw it all away <laughs> and forget that it exists. But it is kind of interesting. You know, growing up, you are in relationships. You form these ties with people, and then you acquire items. Yeah. And, you know, like a year's worth of movie stubs for some reason oh, that yeah. I used to have. Like I had a year's worth of movie stubs when I was in this relationship with someone that was like every movie that we saw that year. Yeah. And I like kept them for some weird reason. And now I have all this and the relationship's done. Uh, but then I'm like, I don't want to get rid of this, but it also showed where I was emotionally. Yeah, obviously. And so it's, it took a long time for me to throw those away. Yeah. And then I was just carrying around this box of 
crap from something that didn't exist anymore. It's it's weird because, you know, you told me one time uh, when we were talking about uh, like people having houses and things like that when I was buying my grandmother's house um, about how like it's very American. Like if I can't have it, then I want to tear it all down. Yes. And we hold on to these things that we feel like we have this emotional attachment to. Mm-hmm. And that's fine and dandy. But I think in my older years now, it, you have to come to the realization it is just stuff. Yeah, it's just things. Yeah. I think that it was doesn't hard take for away the experience or the or the or the feelings or anything that you had in that moment. And I think mm-hmm. that I think that understanding that the experience is the weight is what you want to hold on to. Well, I mean, my issue stumps. is that apparently my mom is like a low-grade hoarder. <laughs> so <laughs> I just probably inherited that and then went the complete opposite direction, which was just like throw it all away. Yes. Also, like a life in the theater doesn't really help you very much because you're like, I can't throw this away. What if I need it? <laughs> yes. What if I need what these I need movie this? stubs for a prop? I've got like two closets that's just full of things Yes. that don't make any sense, but they will, and they will save me $10 in... 20 years yes <laughs> you know, it's like the weirdest weirdest stuff we were clean like when we were cleaning out the fox not too long ago in the back and um heather who's one of our like amazing stage managers is back there and she was she had like made a pile outside and then i got in trouble for going to the pile and being like we're not getting rid of it and like taking it back inside and i got in trouble for that it was like there's good wood here like what are you doing this is already like cut and made into something i'm not gonna throw this away i That's could insane. totally see heather jumping she all was over just you like, about it we gotta get rid of this stuff we're like no nope, we're no we do well, i'm gonna keep in this so then it, it was like i was being limited like choose two <laughs> items to bring back in like the uh the thing where you like hold it if it brings you if joy, you bring, if it sparks joy, then you can keep it. Wasn't there a second half to that question? Mm-hmm. Um, who's your dream team, your creative team that helps you create this? So like you're you've you, I mean, that's that is anyone in the world. Mm. I mean, if you've I, got you've got the option and all that stuff. If I if I had to pick, I would pick um, three to four people. And obviously I'm not saying this because you're sitting right here, but no, one don't, be, don't, don't one, put me. One would definitely be you. Don't put me in there because I think that you have this artistic flair in the way that like speaks aesthetically to me, and oh. you could you could definitely help because I don't have necessarily the artistic eye. I have more of a plot driven eye, and I think that you. Well, the, we like work together so much at this point. Yeah, it's like I, I could definitely get behind that. Another one uh, would be um, my friend Kayam. Oh right, yeah. You've talked about if Kyan I could before. bring that dude in just to just to be like, dude, let's sit down, let's hash it out, With let's the storytelling, let's stage it, and let's let's get the story yeah. completely, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, another would be uh, my buddy Tucker, who also lives in L.A. Um, to to also for the same reason to help me, but I think he would be so involved in every little thing, and he is so giving of his time a lot of times uh, to work on every aspect. Yeah, because he wants to be a part of it, not not just to, to do it, to have the credit, but to be a part of it because it is a part of the experience. Mm-hmm. I want to run sound because it's a part of the experience. I want to build the set because it's a part of the experience sort of thing. Yeah. And then um, my buddy Sean, who lives in Florida, um, just to make sure that I'm understanding the humor of everything. Like, not because it's funny, but mm-hmm. because this is what's going to make this more poignant. Yeah, the moments. Yeah. And and having all of that, uh, I think the the four of you guys who are really 
my best friends in the world, I think would be the dream team that I could put together. And I'm really selfish about bringing tell you the people one, with me on the journey. The one thing that you left out, which was the money. Like you don't have a single person on that team. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, you it know does. What? I would rather. I would rather. You don't do, have a J.J. Abrams to save your life on that team. I would rather do the worst <laughs> film Christopher Nolan has ever made than to do the best movie Michael Bay has yeah, ever made. Well, uh, that is very true. You know, you said to me once that it was really awesome that. Uh, the one thing that I could do if I could choose from anything that was all my friends. And I think that's really, really cool. I think that's an important thing is to remember like the people that are close to you and that you want to work with them. Not, I mean, it's like these famous people that just immediately pop into your mind. You don't know anything about them really, yes. what it's like to work with them creatively. Yeah. You know, you, they, they might be horrible. You might like their product, Yeah, but it's not all about the product. That was a hard lesson for me to learn. Yeah. Um, that was one thing that David taught me is that it's not always about the show being the most amazing thing that's ever happened in the world. It's also about being with the right people mm -hmm. in the room. And he said, I will always, he said, 100% of the time, I will cast someone who is nice and lovely and makes the cast feel good about themselves than somebody who's talented and a jerk. Yeah. And that taught me a lot. Also, he would take people that weren't super talented and, and turn them into something like he molded them into being what he needed them to be. So that was another like little talent that he showed that I was like, oh, that is possible. Yeah. Not always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not always. But it's, you know, most of the time it's just like learning how to speak to people. Yeah. It's really cool. All right. One more, I believe. One more from you. I think so. Hold on. That might have been all of my questions. Yeah, that that was all of them. That was all I had from the people. That was all you had from the people. That was all I had. But also, I was kind of confused about what we were doing today. Thought we were doing the next one today, so I didn't text wait, anyone wait. until about. Five Who would you bring? I keep forgetting to throw this back at you. Who hmm? would you bring? Who would you bring to your? All those people you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a creative team. I mean, I probably would have David on there a hundred percent. Yeah, for storytelling, um, he's an amazing writer. He's got a great vision, but the problem is he would have to direct it. So, yeah. mm, no it one said you had weird. to direct it. It might be a little weird. You're creating the show, but I would end up being a a producer whose vision got torn to shreds because David was right and I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is totally fine. But that's called having the wisdom to know when you're wrong. I would bring trust a better David. You, uh, and not because you said me, but I would bring you, uh, and immediately I thought of, uh, my, my buddy, Max Fabian in Chicago. He's an awesome movement guy. So fun, ridiculous, talented human being. Um, and he's, he's like perfect at stage fighting and he's also like has all this circus training mm. and he. <laughs> he's actually uh runs a, a voice recording studio now like that he created oh, just that's so awesome. like happy he like he was the guy when we were doing midsummer night stream that decided that he wanted to release his own he like made his new year's resolution was to release his own rap album figure out how to he's like this really <laughs> funny jewish man and he was like i'm gonna release my from florida i'm gonna release my own 
rap album and he did it and it was so much fun we would sit backstage he and uh Wes and I and some other people and we would like come up with weird funny raps and then he like taught himself how to rap and created like just like buying little bitty things a little recording studio and then eventually mm -hmm. he released this album called shrimp money it was really funny <laughs> it was really fun <laughs> um I still listen to it every once in a while just that like it just makes me laugh uh, but he also like did this kind of as a like oh, I wonder if I can do it did it and then realized that he enjoyed it and started doing voice demo de demos for people who wanted you know voiceover work and yeah. then eventually led into him recording for them instead of them doing home recordings he'd be like come to my I've created a studio at my house and then now he's got like a building in Chicago that's awesome which is just so cool I mean he like posted pictures of it the other day so so awesome um ooh one more do I get one more you, you got four you, you can have as many as you want uh I would bring Jeremy Shepard on Mm. I'm assuming that Lexi's just coming with me. Um, well, yeah, I mean, but uh, you guys are a package deal. I bring uh, I bring Jeremy Shepard on because he's so so awesome. Yeah, just to to have around, and he's also, I think that you need a yes man. Like you need people that are going <laughs> to be like, you need people that are going to be like, you know what, you need to think about this. Like maybe we should. This may not work, so that it challenges you to really make sure you're doing the right thing. But yes. you also need somebody that's going to support your decision. And Jeremy is the ultimate supporter. Absolutely, I can all. It's I. I love the thing that Jeremy does to hype you up, and it's always it always begins with a, hey man, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it's almost his check in, like yeah. hey. I'm about to I'm about to make you feel really good. Hey man, you know what? That's a great idea. You're doing we great. should explore it. Yes. That's <laughs> probably what comes from working in the church for so long cuz he's been like, you know, in the clergy or whatever mm -hmm. forever. Um let's see. So Jeremy, I got Jeremy and then um I I feel like this is a fun game. Uh I'll also, bring Amanda for coffee. Absolutely. She's so good. And she's always so, cheery too. Yeah, she's I don't also know where very that cheery. Comes from. And I wanted to say something real quick because you mentioned you assume Lexi's coming. Yeah. I really, and I know I may have said it on here, and I know for sure I've said it to you. I really enjoy the fact that you guys always are at one another's everything. <laughs> and, yeah. And I, and I say that, like, how awesome is that, that you guys go to everything that the other one does? Like, when we were hosting the, the trivia nights or whatever, mm -hmm. she would still come. Yeah. Even though she didn't know anything about Star Wars doesn't want to either. Yeah, yeah I don't. Not you know, want it's to. not for everybody. I understand. And she after also seeing the last like film, any sort I get of competition. It. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she's really not. She knows a whole lot about friends. She's Until like, nah, it I'm comes good. to spoons, then she's really yeah, competitive. Then it's a very different thing. But I, I, I think that that's so awesome that you guys are always at each other's things for one another. Like when she was um, doing the waitress thing for some charity thing here in Marksville. Oh yeah, the and you, you, you still went to society. it. Yeah. And you went to that, even though it was like, she's just a waitress, you won't even see her all night. Mm -hmm. You still went there to support her in the same way that she doesn't care about listening to this competitive <laughs> trivia. I just but enjoy that fact about your guys' relationship. I mean, that is a really hard little th thing. And to, you don't uh, get it all the time, achieve. for sure, yeah. No, I mean, I because I know I've been in plenty of relationships before the right relationship, yeah. you know, and... um. 
I'm not going to that. That sounds dumb. Yeah, you just you're kind of like, and I think it also comes with maturity, just that we met each other later in life and mm-hmm. just know that it's really important. I mean, it is really important. I think you have to make an active choice to want to show up for somebody. But it's also so much easier when you really love the person. Yeah. I mean, you, you just kind of want to be there to support them and also to have firsthand knowledge of what's going on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just being like, I want to see, like, I'm going to really enjoy watching you be miserable and wait on this <laughs> random table for a little while. Like, I'm going to have a great time doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun. But uh, and also I'm sure a little bit of that comes with the trivia thing. She's like, I want to show up and make sure you're not saying anything you shouldn't say. It's usually me. Everybody's happy. (laughs) Usually me, not you. I mean, you did say one of the most terrible things in the world at a Star Wars trivia. Hey, we don't need to. And we're not going to say it now. But uh, but I mean, I think that both of us think that the the most important thing that you can do for someone is to be there just to be present and. That's a really difficult thing to achieve, and we want to do that for our friends. Like we always try to make sure that we're there for for everybody. Yeah. But I mean, it is hard, and sometimes you can't. Because I, 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 what what I think is so awesome is that when one of you guys don't show up to something, everyone's immediate question is where, where is? is yeah that is really nice. It is really nice. I mean, I feel like we definitely can do things apart. Like yes. we definitely have interests that. You know, I mean, she's not in here right now doing this podcast. <laughs> and anytime that I I've been like, just hey, encouraging you to leave, I her believe alone. that you should be the first guest. She's like, what do I have to talk about? And then immediately after this, I'll like ask her a question or be like, hey, what do you think we should? And she's like, oh, this is what you need to talk about. Like and she just rails off all yes. this stuff. I'm like, this is why you need to be on the podcast, because you seem to know more than either of us. Yeah, I love that she walks in here. What'd you guys talk about? Oh, you should have said this. Oh, yeah. you should have said that. Every I was like, single time. Why? You need to be a part of this. You just need to be in here, <laughs> our active fact checker on the couch. Yeah. So I, I do think that it is like I, I'm incredibly lucky and fortunate to be in a place where I have someone that I want to be there when I do things. And yeah. I want to be there when they do things. It's and a- that not just because I feel this codependency, but because I genuinely love them and just want them around. Yes. And you know, it's, it's, it's fun. I think it's, I think it's a really good model to emulate and, and you know, I've definitely told you this in private, but I'll say it publicly that if I were to ever take an interest in maybe wanting to be in a relationship again, that's what I would want. Someone that's just there. Yeah. Present. I mean, I would hope that that's what everybody would like. I just, maybe not everybody wants that. Yeah. Um, it is. It is. There would have to be like some that, autonomy. Like, yes. all right, I need you like need some ten moments. minutes to myself. You definitely need some moments. I got a PS Five. You're gonna have to <laughs> sit the sidelines for about an hour. I think that's another thing. It just comes from being honest. I mean, yeah. just being like, if you really want somebody to be there, and they ask you, "Do you want me to be there?" Just to say, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. I do really want you there. Um, it is strange. I've never had that question from Lexi, just because I feel like we both just understand. Yeah. Like it's yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go do that thing. You know what's one weird thing that we didn't talk about? I'm gonna throw it in at the end. Is that I did this thing with the symphony last weekend. Did you even know that I did this? I only saw your poster. I didn't know you actually did anything with the symphony. Yeah. So uh, I realized just now that I did not tell you. (laughs) 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 But (laughs) 
Uh, whoopsie. Sorry, we're Rapid not Symphony like Orchestra. you and Lexi. Um, <laughs> we're not involved in each other's lives. Well, I don't think anyone really knew. The symphony didn't really advertise it. They they were going to do a Christmas. They do a Christmas concert let me, every year. Let me say year. that that is a beautiful poster. It's so good. By Alex Felter, who I went to college with. Alex and Felter, dude, and I followed him on Instagram, and you should too, because his stuff is amazing. Like, his I, art is incredible. I don't want to design. I don't know how much you would charge, and I probably can't afford it, but I... I want him to design all of my posters. Absolutely. Like I don't want, like now I'm looking at the posters that are in the office and I just think that I'm a garbage person <laughs> and I'm, I'm a garbage person. And this is all my trash. Look at all of it on the wall. Um, because that is beautiful. I yeah. mean, I was so excited that they gave me one. So I was like, I want to put this up. And for the record, I know for one, Alex does not listen to this. Yeah. And I know that Alex probably knows very I don't even know the about guy. any of this. Yeah. I don't I don't even know him. But I think I have always admired his art in college and I think yeah. it is amazing what he's doing and the fact that he is still doing art even during these probably really difficult times. Yeah. I mean it was really good. really cool. I mean and it's was super cool. I but mean anyway. So the symphony did a concert, their Christmas concert and they did um like a partial viewing, I guess you would say where you had they only had about 40 or 50 people inside the 600 seat theater. Everybody was really spaced out. And then they didn't use any horned instruments or anything like that. So they did only percussion and strings. And it was awesome. They did, you know, it was just Christmas music and that kind of thing. But um, Josh Zona, the the conductor, um, he had reached out and just asked if I would do this reading of a Christmas carol that matched up with the music. Mm-hmm. And initially I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's super easy, because what he said was, would, would you be interested in narrating this piece? So in my mind, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll just show up. He'll hand me a book. I will read it in my normal voice and I'll be done when I finish and that'll be it. Instead, it was like, hey, this is actually supposed to be for four narrators. <laughs> oh, and it's also like. There are there's dialogue in the middle. And he was like, I was kind of thinking it'd be like a radio play. So I ended up doing like every accent that I know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was just in but, my mind. It's it's exactly what like uh, uh, these people that do the audible like they'll do the. Oh, the, yeah. It was like audio recordings for books. Yes, that's what it was. Voices. It was it was all of that. <laughs> it was all of that. But I had so much fun. It was re- it was so cool. They did. I was just so proud of of them doing this in our town for yeah. one that they did. They got an led screen. They put it on the outside next to the parking lot and they had people drive in and sit like they were at a drive in theater oh, and they put speakers awesome. up and they also put a radio transmitter outside to transmit into people's cars if they wanted to stay in the car. Um, and, or if they didn't want to do that, they could roll the windows down and listen to it on the speakers, but they could also see everything on the screen and they had like multi cameras set up. It looked really legit it looked nice that's awesome and it was i was just so cool it was so cool i just and that's one reason why that poster that he did with the drive-in it was called the inside outside yeah it's it's, inside out concert it's it's got a drum and then like all these cars are like uh parked on top of it and it's just beautiful i would have never thought to do anything like that yeah but i do want to give a shout out his instagram is royal felt and it's so good. You should definitely follow. All it. one word, yes. Uh, but that's awesome that the symphony was able to to do oh, yeah. something like that. And, and it that, and it also gave me an outlet that I really needed. Yeah. And I that's what was so weird. Like in the past is what I was gonna say. In the past, I would have 
really probably not wanted to do something like this, like, if I'm honest. Absolutely not. But they gave me this, I mean, it was almost like they gave me this gift of yeah. being able to get up there and just sit down and, and read and be a part of a, re- like I had to go to a rehearsal. It was so cool to go to the rehearsal. I got to go to the theater. It was awesome. Well, I bet you were so excited. You were just, I like, was, it was nice great. I was, it, do was, anything. it was just so, so cool. <laughs> so I, I think it's really cool that we've adapted and that we will find a way to do the infrastructure. Yeah. We like, and we'll find a way to build a the lot of cars there too. I mean, they like, they put, they put 50, 40 or 50 people. I don't, I don't know the exact count, but that was the max was 50, I think in the yeah. theater. Cause that was the, the like two days before the performances, when we went back to phase two, like solid oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. with like, you know, no performance or anything like that. Um, but they were still able to do it because there were no wind instruments and there was no singing, you know? Um, and, they just they did it the right way and i got to perform in a way yeah. and also i got to do a christmas carol and it was kind of neat because it just it i mean it was really kind of difficult because you know automatically in the minute that i have to do anything in front of anyone even if it's a comedy the minute that there's any sort of heartfelt moment i'm going to almost break down into a nervous breakdown cry <laughs> yes it's just something I've that has happened it. to me and there was just moments in there i just kept like going back to our last production of a Christmas Carol and it just was ripping me to pieces. And yes. I was not expecting that. I was like, man, I need to go talk to somebody <laughs> like, like this is a lot. <laughs> this is a lot to be going on up here, but it was just really cool. And, um, and I, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't really know why I brought that up, but it was Christmassy. And I realized I didn't really talk about Christmas in this episode, but so then, so then let's, let's, um, um, then let's wrap up with maybe a, uh, What's up? Just like my the the idea that I have for the show, let's end with a little hope. Oh yeah. What about um? What what is your favorite Christmas memory or memories or oh whatever? Oh goodness. You know, it's so funny. One one of the things it's hard as I've gotten older. I, I feel like I used to have a great memory, and it is harder now that I've gotten older. No, I no, think to you have a phenomenal memory. Mine is <laughs> terrible by comparison. Well, I just I think that it's hard for me to remember things from when I was a child. Like I feel like I. I remember everything with theater for some reason. Yeah. But I like have these huge gaps in my knowledge of being a child. Maybe that's why I'm so well adjusted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my dad just shivered. He was like, oh, no, what's about to say when I was a kid. And this is kind of I and I think about this a lot now that I teach kids of all ages, really. Yeah. And um, and I kind of see now the joy and probably what it is to be a father of being like, I want to be able to give a child these amazing memories that I have, like this experience. Yeah. Um, And just like seeing the even though you may not celebrate Christmas, but just like the season of the time and how magical it can seem mm. to a, a younger person and yeah. just how willing they are to completely give themselves over to hope and joy, you know? Yeah. And when I was a kid, obviously I had an intense imagination um, and was very willing to believe anything anybody <laughs> told me. Um, and even if I made it up, I'd still believe it. I was yeah. like, I just made this up. Did I make it up? It's real. Um, so when we would drive, we would drive from Louisiana. This is when we were living in West Monroe for a while. We would drive from West Monroe to Fayetteville for Christmas and my parents would wait until it was bedtime. So all the kids would sleep in the car 
yeah. the whole journey. It was pretty smart. Um, so we would leave at like midnight and they would just load us in and put us to bed, which also meant that most of the time I was asleep in the floorboard of our red <laughs> Ford Tempo. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but I really liked to stay awake and I was kind of known as the navigator person. That was yeah. my title. I thought that it was, I was like a member of Star Trek. It was great. Um, <laughs> I have one job in this car. I, have one I know job. it's stupid, I, but I'll, I'm going to do yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I read the computer. Um, so I. Thanks I for knowing some, that somehow, reference. Of course I know the reference. I watch Galaxy <laughs> Quest like every day of college. It's an amazing movie. Um, but I I was sitting in the front seat and my mom used to tell me, I think just to kind of like entertain me, I think, that the red lights, the lights on the, the towers on mm-hmm. the side of the road were what was the reindeer. And the red mm. ones were Rudolph. So you'd see them flashing and it was like they were following us to Fayetteville. And it was yeah. just this amazing thing. And I would just stare at it and be like, oh, and I would just count them. And I remember asking her one time, like, why are there three red lights? And I cannot remember what she said to me. He's moving that fast. I think that it was probably it had to be something <laughs> like that. Like, oh, it must have been a blip. It's moving real fast. It's like it kind of seems like they're staying in the same spot and we're moving. Um, but then I remember this one Christmas where I'd like followed them the whole way. I stayed awake and I watched. I was like, oh, they're here. They followed us. They're in Arkansas. And it was always cold when we got to, uh, Mamaw and Pepal's house. And it would, most of the time it snowed, they lived right at the base of the Ozark mountains. And, um, I, uh, I got out, we got in the house and my uncle Brody, who was young at the time, he was like in his twenties, who we thought was really old got a bunch of his friends and they came by and they like acted like Santa Claus on the roof. They made this huge ruckus. They like made this massive mess in the house. Like he had gotten, you know, like messed up or, you know, like he, they like tripped over something in the house. Yeah. And it just, the, just the magic of that entire night and the stress and nervousness of it and being like, Oh my goodness. You know, just that stuff was all so cool to me. Yeah. And I, that's, that's kind of what I loved. So I think that, um, I don't, I don't know that that's, that's probably my memory. That and like sledding. I really loved to sled when we would go to Arkansas, <laughs> which was not a thing in Louisiana. No, 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 no. no Absolutely not. No sledding down here. Do you think that you'll do those same things? The most horrifying Christmas memory that just popped <laughs> into my head. Oh, this is so bad. I know we're like going over. A no, we we'll have a long extended episode. I it's a gift. was really young, like maybe two or three. And I think this pops into my, like, I remember this because it was traumatic. <laughs> I something happened in the night like I don't know what it was I got scared it had to have been that I wet the bed that's it had to be yeah it had to be that I wet the bed because I was wearing no clothes I was like two or three completely naked in the house and I had tracks huh yes which tracks and I had gone and was sleeping in mom and dad's bed, because I think mom was like, I'm not cleaning that up tonight. <laughs> I have to ask her and be like, why did I do that? Or was I just, I don't know. So I was in their room. I got up at like four in the morning or something crazy, like a kid would do on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I ran into the living room and there was someone asleep on the couch. A, like a man was asleep on the couch. I picked up, my um i got like a, it was like a toy box uh of of like toys like tools it was like mm-hmm. a toy toolbox um and i ran over 
thinking that this was my dad because that made sense. And it was not my dad. It was my <laughs> Uncle Rod. But I didn't realize that. And he rolled over and looked at me and I screamed and cried and ran and was completely naked, by the way, like two or three. <laughs> <laughs> and just screamed. It was and as traumatic for you as it was. Ran in circles. And no, I mean, he laughed. He thought this was hilarious. He was a state trooper. And he like, I don't, or, I don't know if he was a state trooper yet. I think actually he was back from the Marines. I don't really remember the story, but he was there super early because of, of a flight that got in. And so we didn't see him. I don't even think he woke up mom and dad. I think he let himself into the back door and laid down on the couch. I can't remember that part of the story, but I remember so vividly shaking him with the my tool my toy toolbox in my hand and him rolling over and me thinking that I was gonna die. Like it was like a burglar <laughs> and no idea who this was. It was not dad. I ran screaming. The whole house woke up. Everybody comes running out. It, the like my sisters are confused because I'm sad. They're afraid because they didn't know Uncle Rod was there. So who's that man? But they're also like trying to check out their presence. Mom and dad are trying to calm me down. <laughs> I'm naked. Like, it's just the whole thing is just so ridiculous. Oh, yes. So those are my two. I love it. <laughs> Do you have one? Mine is more of the whole, like, leading up to yeah. sort of deal. Like, I loved um, going with my mom and my grandmother, and we would, like, drive around and go look at the lights. Oh, yeah, the Christmas lights Which are isn't something that many people do anymore. It's which interesting. Is, yeah. And then, you know, uh, we would watch all the holiday specials like the um, the Charlie Browns, the Frosty the Snowmans, the mm. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And then we would, uh, you know, mom would make cocoa. It was like we ate chili almost every single night. Yeah. We had this, <laughs> we, we used to have this uh, uh, motion cap or uh, motion sensitive um, uh, Christmas tree. That when you walked by it, it would scare it would like the on. crap out of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we would get people to come over and do that. But it was, you know, when growing up, we didn't grow up in this house that had central air and heat. Like we were, we had this like older house mm -hmm. and we would, we would get up early on Christmas. Well, I would wake up early and wake everybody up. And then me and my grandmother would make a fire for everyone so that when they come into the living room, it'd be like nice and warm. And then uh, we would we would sit there and then we would open. It's also really cool because then you have that like that moment, that memory of being a kid. And then you also have like I that's what I think about, like my small moments with certain members of the family. I wouldn't necessarily get to spend a lot of time yes. with. And then I would get to have these moments like staying up with my dad's family and just how certain people peel away and go to bed. But then you get left with. Like, you know, somebody that you haven't really spent a whole lot of time yeah. with and you get to have like conversations you wouldn't normally get to exactly. have. And that kind of stuff is really cool. And and I don't really celebrate a whole lot of Christmassy things anymore um, in my adult life. But it was it's it's one of those things. It's like I cherish and hold on to those and I, I don't yeah. want to necessarily recreate those. Mm -hmm. But I, I enjoy that they exist in yeah. my life. And. I, I think that that's, that's like, just like you, you were kind of like describing, talking about with people that you don't normally talk to. It's the yeah. togetherness yeah. of it all. Which is kind of why this Christmas is a little different. It's a little strange. Yeah. You're going to have to be so apart everyone. from everyone. You're just the, the distance, um, is, is strange. Um, Sheila 
just asked. I just got that. That's why I looked at my phone. Okay. Sheila just asked what your favorite Christmas movie is and who you think played the best Santa. So there's your Christmas question. The my got to be Tim Allen, to be honest. Oh, I mean, 100%. just like 100% there's no, Tim Allen no is question. the best Santa. Tim Allen. And it's also just, it's the first one. Like, just end it. You call this a little wait? <laughs> that to me is one of the greatest lines in Christmas history. Um, favorite Christmas movie, though, Home Alone. Oh, yeah. I mean, it. It is so funny. When I can watch it whenever he grabs the doorknob. The doorknob when it screams. And he screams. Well, no, it's the for me, it's not the it's not the doorknob, it's the sink in Home Alone 2. <laughs> when he grabs the sink and they are just like totally like, you know what? Forget it. Jump the shark. Here's a skeleton that's still holding him. Like, what? And just the fact that everybody sees that and they're like, Yeah, I agree with this. We're gonna take it. This is fine. Yeah. There's a skeleton, and that almost, it's like, it, it brings it to an 11. And, like, there I have cackled and, la- and wheezed year, my way through that Every thing. year I every can watch time. those and laugh hysterically. One and two, the best. Absolutely. I just, I just think that those are, abs- like, there is not a Christmas that goes by that I don't watch the two of those movies. Now, when I was living in Chicago and would travel in the holidays. It was always, it. I, I felt like I was in the movie because you'd go through O'Hare, the airport <laughs> yes. that they go running through, which obviously was very different for them because they didn't have to go through two hours of security. Um, and they just had to have a ticket. And they could yeah. just run on in. <laughs> it was like so strange to think of that time. But um, they decorated this exact same. Yeah. The exact same. Still and to shout out to Catherine O'Hara. We're still being a freaking amazing. Always. Even she though that was her most grounded Santa. role. Oh. If if it ever happened, she would be the best Santa. <laughs> I in guess my opinion. Chris. <laughs> what did you ask for for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> there is no baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she would do the um no, never mind. No, yeah. I'm not gonna, we're not gonna do that forever. I I do I do love that though. Home alones are great. Santa is really funny. The Santa Claus. The the original is great. Yeah. The original Santa Claus is really funny. I can't think of a, a different one that I just love so much. I mean, I do love the Muppet Christmas Carol, but Lexi's not a fan. Yeah. I just. I, th- I don't know if that was a like you had to grow up watching it, thinking of Marley and Marley. And I could I would almost edge Rudolph because I do love. Yeah. Like. That it's still shown today mm-hmm. for being as old as it is, but it is that noise that his nose makes yeah. when it is lit up. It's like it's very difficult to hear. It's like I can't. It's I very can't. difficult to hear. <laughs> it's- I will. I will say this. This is in all all in truthfulness. My absolute probably has been my lifelong favorite Christmas movie is Jim Carrey's The Grinch, and that is because he is so awesome. Do you think he's better than the Matthew Morrison Grinch? <laughs> oh even, my God! Even Don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> I can't even dignify the the. I can't even dignify it. I don't even want to talk about it. No. So um, maybe we should end this by you singing. You're a mean one, Mister Grinch, to me. I don't know the lyrics. You're a mean one. You're a mean one, Mister Grinch. Mister Grinch. <laughs> Well, everyone, have a very happy holiday, a Merry Christmas, and thank you guys so much for listening. That was Cody, and 
that is Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, baby. <laughs> What's going on your OnlyFans page? Gotta cut that. <laughs> <laughs>